Hey guys, hope you're all doing well. Um, as I'm sure anybody that knows who's doing Dublin, it's getting a lot closer. Um, so I guess that means race plan, in my opinion, should already be um, people that people that are close to me. Like I, like last couple of days, I've been seemingly at the Sports Institute quite a lot. Um, up at Jordanstown here in Belfast. Um, and you know a lot of people are asking you like. Like, are you ready? And, you know, everybody at Jordanstown that helps support me knows, like, the fitness test went well. And so that's a great sign. And um, and when they do say, like, not, not necessarily are you ready, but, like, how are you feeling and questions like this. Um, and I'm quite clear. And it's something that I want to share with you guys. Like, you can be physically the best shape you've ever been in your life, but have a bad day. Um, and where you, where that, where it tends to go wrong is in your psychology. Um, so what I've sort of been saying to people, and this is something that, um, it's actually something I've, I've said quite a lot over the last couple of days. And what needs to happen now is your, your emotional psychology needs to almost like get on board with the race plan. Um, and I've spoke about this a bit and I've, I've talked about like, you know, running the race that you're ready for and maybe not the race that you want to run and little sort of quotes like that. But what I tend to do over the final week, um, and I just listened to a podcast on, I think it's Tani Gray Thompson. Um, and I was listening to a little podcast on her. Um, and the one of the things, or no, it was Goldie, or oh, fuck, I'm watching my car doing. It's about to break. Um, is it Goldie Serves, the javelin thrower? Um, and and the the topic was, I think it's affirmation they called it, or visualization type sort of techniques. And your body physically can be in a really good place, and that can be a good thing or a bad thing. When I see somebody run a good half marathon in the build up for a marathon. I almost, and I mean people close to me that I know, like uh, my friend, like Scott Overall and um, other people close to me. When I, when I see that happen, I almost think, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And I'm not talking about it being a good or a bad thing when we're talking about training, running. I'm talking about the psychology because what can happen is it can get you very excited and the marathon is not an event that excitement will help you. Because, put it this way, at mile 21, mile 22, when excitement could help you, you're probably not going to fucking be excited. It's a really shitty part of the race. Um, by that point, body, usually, if you're racing on your limiter, will start to shut down a little. Um, it'll start to not respond. You might have been... Everyone was telling me at the World Champs for three laps, I was smiling and I wasn't waving or any bullshit like that. But I was smiling. I was in a good place. I was giving the, the people cheering me on positive feedback. And, um, you know, by lap four, you're not smiling as much and they're doing their best to try, kind of cheer you up. And um, it's just a natural occurrence at, at, at a point in every marathon that you run. Um, even if you're just running and you've decided you're not really going to push hard that day, any time you run 26 miles, whether it's just on a Sunday, whether it's in a race, blah, 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 at a certain point in time, your body will start to shut down a little bit. Um, so those like excited emotions and 
I feel like they can only hinder you. Um, amazing if you're the kind of person that around 22, 21, 22 can use that sort of excitedness. And um, But for me, I watch these guys and I see a good half marathon performance and I just think, oh God, like that person's going to go into this race thinking like they're, you know, they're bigger than the marathon, they're better than the marathon. And, you know, maybe their aim, maybe their aim three months ago was, a solid day and, and get round and enjoy the experience. And then that good half marathon, all of a sudden it's like, shit, you know, I could win or, or wow, maybe I could run like 210 or, and, and that's what happens. Um, so for me, the, the response that I've been given to everybody is I just need my psychology to calm down and get on board with the race plan. Um, and so I've been, every time I speak to somebody, every time I think about Dublin, you know, I'm thinking about this, like, pretty boring race um you know i'm not thinking about like 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 when i could visualize um the national 10k championships i didn't think anybody could hurt me you know i i just i could visualize this fun race where you know you've maybe people up front like mick lahesse and others and you know maybe they're trying to push the pace maybe they're trying to break me and i'm just i'm just there in the pocket they can't do anything they can't hurt me because if they hurt me, it hurts them more than it hurts me. Um, the problem with the marathon is you can run with somebody. You can know that it's hurting them more than it's hurting you. But the trouble is there could be a pack of five guys a minute down the road that are running a much more sensible race and they don't get involved. And so let me give you a race example. Gun could go, you know, me and, say, Mick Lahesse could jump in the front pack with the lead guys. You know, we could really pour our hearts out there and go really aggressive. And there's me and Mick tussling and working together and racing these Africans. And all of a sudden, at mile 20, 21, me and Mick are fucked. And we start to go backwards. And then a pack of three Irish guys that ran a much more conservative race they end up coming through and beating us both. Um, and that, that is how the marathon works. Um, it's a different event. It's not like the 10K. It's not even like a half marathon. Um, you've really got to conserve what emotional energy you have and use it, use it to be smart, use it to play. Like marathon is just, it's just a very, there's no doubt because of the fitness that I have right now that I can, I can run I need to run the same marathon effort that I always do, but what you might find is that the speed, the speed at marathon effort might end up being slightly faster than previous, and that's something to get excited about. The weather's looking really good, and um, it's going to be cold, but I mean that helps marathon. I think the the wind and stuff at the minute is looking good, but that could change really quickly, um, and so all things like that are looking towards it being a positive day. But it is still in your control right now to fuck it up within 10 miles. It's in my control. It's in your control as a listener if you're racing. Very easily done, especially on a course like Dublin where they throw you up a few hills early on in the race. And, and so that's where my psychology is at. Um, and I've, I've tried to preach it all week. I've tried to talk to the people close to me about it all week that, you know, I need my, my psychology to really get on board um with the logical plan not to get excited not to 
you know, I got an email from a lady this morning and she happens to be doing some commentary um, for the live feed. Um, and in her email, it said, I, I think she's doing it for two hours or something like that. It doesn't matter. And she said, so I hope to see you up up with the lead pack or something in that. And this is a really kind lady and she's reaching out, being supportive. And But that phrase, you've no idea how dangerous that phrase is. I hope to see you in the lead pack. And I almost kind of like replied like, you know, well, I'd like to see you in the lead pack too, <laughs> you know. Um, but it's just, I can't control the speed that the lead pack wants to go at. As I read through the entries, and I've actually asked for an updated entry list so that I can do this properly later. But as I read through the the first released pack of entries, you know, I see 15 guys that could be really dangerous. You know, I see Ethiopians that have ran 61 minutes for half marathon. I see like Ugandans. I see Kenyans. I see guys that have ran 208, 211, 210. They've won Dublin before. You, you start getting involved in a tug of war with these guys. You're, you're done. You know, they break you. Um, I'm not there yet. That's not that's not why I entered Dublin. Um, I entered Dublin to get points for the Olympics. The whole point of this podcast is about the Olympics, and so my race plan will be very much a controlled race plan that helps me get to the Olympics. Now, my race plan will also be get from A to B as fast as I can, and that gives me the best chance of getting points for the Olympics and believe it or not it gives you the best chance of winning um, the way not to win is to get involved with the Ethiopians and the Africans and um, find yourself at mile 21 really struggling again and um, that's that's not what I want and I, I can't control what they do um, I, I think everybody listening may or may not understand this but you also don't know what these Africans are capable of um, sometimes you get um, a bunch of Africans that have really fast times on paper and they're just, they maybe did it five years ago, six years ago, and they're not the same caliber of athlete anymore. Um, other times you get an African or a elite athlete, let's call it, rather than African. That sounds very racist, but I'm talking about the top 15 guys. I'm talking about the South Africans, the Kenyans, the Ethiopians, and I, I'm not meaning to be racist at all. Um, but other times you get guys that have never ran a marathon before. Maybe it's a debut Maybe all they've done is a 64-30 half marathon or 65, and they go on to run 211 and win. Um, so it, it's very, I, I think with the Irish guys, we're very predictable. Um, little breakthroughs come here or there. Um, but generally speaking, there's a consistency, um, you know, and, and you can generally tell how people are going to go and um, bar like an illness or an injury or somebody getting their race tactics wrong. It's fairly predictable how we'll perform and, and it, it usually comes down to how has that athlete been performing recently or um you know there's a there's people in the race with experience there's people without experience and Africans tend to jump in a lead pack whether they're fit or not and their mentality tends to be I'm going to try to win and when I can't win anymore then I either drop out or or I I struggle home um I don't know that we do that. I don't know that Irish people or Europeans. I, I think we're more like conservative and, and race the race that we know we're capable of racing. Um, so that that's where the psychology's at. Um, I, I'm doing a good job of it. You know, I, like let, less visualization so far and more more just thinking it, more saying it out loud when people ask me. 
more reminding myself of the the hills in the first half of the race and um it really needs to be dialed in your your inner voice is super powerful um and and if you if you keep rehearsing something and you keep saying it and you believe it and you see it and you you know that's that's the power of visualization you know the gun goes you almost feel yourself getting excited and wanting to go with this hot pace or um but you know you have to have rules you need to have a speed limit you need to have a heart rate limit etc etc and and then you just have to stick to it and so you have to visualize yourself doing that see yourself doing that and and then you can of course visualize that the race could get a hell of a lot sexier in the last maybe like six to eight miles you can start to visualize yourself coming through the field you can start to visualize that early sort of like pace restriction call it paying off and and that's allowed that that can be exciting and that can be but you know it comes at a cost uh, and the cost is perhaps not getting involved early in the race um two years ago i i had a really <laughs> two years ago i sat on strava and and i looked at the time people ran overall and i looked at the speed that they ran the first eight miles up the hills i looked at their average pace and um, I, I did I did some calculations and I, I wrote down exactly the splits that I wanted to run for the first eight miles and it it, invo- it included the hills and it included the average of how 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 much seconds per mile people were slower going up the hills and then did they die or did they keep going and um, the fucking gun went and I just got involved at the back of the lead group and I was probably probably something like 10 seconds per mile quick going up some of those hills and it doesn't sound like a lot but you know if you plan to go up a hill at 525 that's what that I think that's what the plan was roughly two years ago that's where I thought I was at and I I needed to run under 217 and for the European champs had I have ran the time that I, I I think I worked it out or maybe it was under 218 uh, I think it was under 218 actually um, and I worked it all out. I did the maths and there's a couple of downhill miles. So that's where I was going to make like maybe 10 seconds up if it, if I needed it and stuff like this. And, um, and, and, you know, I, I, at the end, at about eight miles into the race, I, I go back to the hotel and I fucking really struggle and I'm pissed off. And of course, on a piece of paper, this little fucking race plan sitting there and, and I look at it and, and, you know, I think I was 40 or 50 seconds ahead at mile eight than the wee plan had suggested. Um, and I look at it and, and you know, and, and I've never ran the Dublin course before, so it was exciting and it was fun. And um, and I, I kind of just kicked myself a bit because it really is a sport that you can control a lot more than you think. Um, you're directly in control over the next few days. You know, don't do anything that you don't normally do. Hypothetically, it's probably quite smart to say, don't try anything new. Um, that said, I'd kind of argue sometimes against that because, you know, there's an, there's an old saying that's basically like, you know, like being a, I don't know if the word's like, uh, I think it's like delusionist or whatever, but it's basically like doing, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is, and I can't remember if the word is like psychotic or crazy or I, I don't know, it doesn't really fucking matter. You get the point. Um, and so sometimes it is the time to try something a little bit new. And maybe I have, like, you know, I've, I've, if you, if you follow my training, you'll, you'll see that, like, I mean, even last night I went for a run and, and I didn't just go and jog and, 
I think the body and the legs and the mind can fall asleep really easy. Um, and I, I, you know, I called the run on Strava, don't fall asleep. And the reason was that I, I just think we do all this training and we feel unbreakable and, you know, we do steady runs and then we back it up with a session and et cetera, et cetera. And, and then like it gets to like marathon race week. And actually when I say don't, don't change anything, marathon race week is when we fucking change everything. You know, all of a sudden we're, we're doing way less and we're fucking jogging every day. And like what we don't realize is that, you know, the fitness that we built and the stability that we built, we did it not being super vulnerable. Like, I don't know what happens in marathon race week, but all of a sudden we all feel super vulnerable and we feel vulnerable to, you know, we don't want to get sick. We feel, we feel vulnerable. We don't want to roll an ankle. We don't want to get hurt, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think you can almost, your brain can almost put your body into a super like defensive and like almost like feeble, you know, like, like in like this, like in the fetal position, for example, you know, like it's almost like we naturally do it and we don't have to. Um, it's really important that, um, and I, and I, and I can't stress that enough. Like, so look, I'm not going to start encouraging everybody go run really fast over the next couple of days. Not at all, but you don't have to, you don't have to like jog super slow because you've got a marathon in a few days. Just run at the speed that you always run at. Run with the people that you always run with. Run, do the routes that you always do. And now obviously Friday, Saturday is different. You know, you can really start to shut things down then. But when I, when I looked at the Norwegian kids training that, that ended up running like a European record, I think it was like two, five or something like that. He didn't fuck about on race week. You know, like he's doing like, he's doing runs. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, for example, sub six minute mile pace. And like, yes, I know his race pace is faster than ours and things like this, but it's not, it's not that much faster than mine. It's maybe like 10, 15 seconds a mile. So what does that put me at? Like, instead of running, like, you know, he was running at like 545, 550 pace. So that still puts me at six minute mile pace. But it's, I think, I think there's something to it. I think the body falls asleep really quick. I think the muscles fall asleep really quick. I think the psychology falls asleep really quick. Um, I, I, I believe that fitness can be lost in two or three days. Um, I, I don't fucking care what science says. I felt it. I've done it. I've done it many times. I've done it heaps of times. I also think fitness can be topped up really easily. Um, so I think you can trick the body and, and you can do little things that like can, and keeping it in a good place and keeping it feeling fit and keeping it feeling like, you know, everybody knows that when you're up training a little bit, you know, you go through this period of like feeling often good, you know, and you're like, I, I, wow, I don't understand this. You know, I'm kind of doing a bit more running than usual. And I did that run a little bit quicker. And then I nailed this marathon session on the Saturday and it was almost unexplainable. And, and sometimes the body performs well under stress. Um, I don't know. I've done sessions at the end of really tough weeks, maybe like a 24 mile run, an average like 530 per mile. And then I've came back on the Tuesday or the Wednesday and and crushed another session. And you're kind of like, holy fuck, like, how did I do that? And, and then I've like, and everybody's I'm sure done this too. Then I've tapered, I've rested, I've freshened up, I've had massage, I've had physio, you know, I've done all the little things. I've had an ice bath. I've had the perfect food and I've stood on a start line and went, God, I feel terrible. 
So there's not really an answer. Um, I don't think there is. So I kind of lost my train of thought there and I went down the route of saying don't change anything that you would normally. And I, and I, I mean that, like, you know, don't go, don't go crazy. Um, but, but just if you do feel like trying something new, just it's okay to try it. Um, it might fuck things up for you. Um, there's no doubt about that. You can't blame me. I'm trying something new. Um, and, and ever since I finished Doha, I didn't want to put my body in this like rested and weak state. I, I wanted to keep driving forward. Um, and, and that's exactly what I did. You know, I kept the, I tried to get the volume back up to a decent amount. Again, nothing crazy. I think I only hit like 75 mile a week or something, which for me, you know, isn't a lot, but, um, there was different reasons behind that and travel and, and other sorts of things going on and, and letting the cold fuck off basically um, but even on the topic of the cold like I had a cold and and you know I was telling the physiology physiologist and the doctor this yesterday like it didn't stop me going and hammering like 12 mile sessions like I just went and did it and actually it went really well and and I did the same before Houston if you remember you know I had like I think I got three sinus infections in the build up to Houston but I didn't miss a day's training I just got it done I didn't feel as good doing it but I got it done um, and it was banked and um everyone's different I, I i don't like to encourage like in fact maybe i do you know it, it makes it's no surprise to me why like you know as of right now in like the 10k two years in a row national champ um in the marathon like you know i'm still dangerous i don't know a single irish person that would be okay with going and racing me over the marathon like um you know the, sometimes to get to the top of the food chain you just got to put the work in and and you know you don't i, I remember a, a lady um years and years ago um and i had a cold and i went to see her it was a little nurse at st mary's university and she said to me you know if we all stopped when we had a cold we'd never get anything done and and sometimes we overcomplicate things with running and and you know sometimes you just gotta you gotta go out there and get it done put the work in um and that's what i'm pretty stubborn about you know i woke up dying some mornings in flagstaff with that sinus infection before houston and I'd be coughing up all sorts of green and, oh, it was disgusting. And, and about an hour and a half would pass and I'd be like, yeah, I think I feel all right now. And, you know, I'd have a smoothie and I'd have a coffee and I'd be like, yeah, I think I'll just go get my training done now. And that was it. If I felt like doing it, I did it. You know, if I'm lying on my deathbed and I can't move and I can't get up and I can't get my running clothes on, I'm not going to go out the door and do a bloody session. But if my body will let me, off I go. Um, so, yeah, look, this week. It's important to get your psychology right. Um, it's important to back yourself. So, you know, no no self-sabotage, none of that bullshit. Like, don't be talking yourself down. Um, no matter the outcome on Sunday, just just think of the journey. Think of everything that you've put in. Think of the early starts. Think of the times you ran in the rain. Think of the times that you went training when you didn't want to. Think of all that. We are so fucking quick to forget all the shit that we went through and all the hard work that we've put in, you know. We very rarely praise ourselves for it. So I reckon you could think right now of five things you've done in the last three months for the likes of Dublin or for your next big goal that if it wasn't for that goal, there's no way you would have done it. So that, that does, that's credit. You know, you got to give yourself credit for shit like that. Um, and yeah, start to get your brain dialed in with the race plan. Almost that it would be impossible not to do it because you've already done it, you know, you've done it in your head, you've done it through visual, visualization, you've done it when you're talking to your friends, uh, and and over the next, you know, um, 
Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all about discipline. If you can if you can be disciplined about what you're eating, if you can be disciplined about the training that has been set before Dublin, nail in that discipline, nail into your psychology what your race plan is going to be on race day, and then all that's left to do is go execute, you know? And if, if you've done a smart race plan and you execute it well, you'll probably have a really good day. Um, and if you if you listen to this podcast, I guarantee you, if you set a good race plan, which is realistic, you know, realistic race plan, when you do when you do a race plan, you have to think about where you're at and, and then see when you write down where you're at. See if you write down two hours, 45 minutes. Prove to me why, you know, and prove to yourself why. What what tells you that you can run two hours, 45 minutes? You know, not because such and such did it, not because you want to. What what tells you that you can do that? You know, is there factual evidence? Did you do a PB in the half marathon? Are, are you are you running a little bit better than when you ran 247? Um, but if you ran, you know, if you ran 247 in Berlin and now you're doing Dublin and training hasn't been going as well, but you want to run 245, no, I'm sorry. You know, you might want to put 250 down. Um, and, th- and this is the thing you got to start. You got to start doing. You got to start holding yourself accountable, being honest. Race plan goes down. Start to kneel into your psychology. Start to think about it. Start to visualize it. You know, start to see that person from your club dropping you and you not being happy about it. But you remember that last year when you followed them, it fucked it up. It fucked it up for you and it fucked it up for them. Um, see it happening and don't buy into it. See yourself giggling and just going, nope, not today. And and then and then go do it. That's all that's left. You know, go do it. And it's the discipline over the next few days that can really help that become a reality. Um, you know, if you if you're gonna go to the park and you're gonna do a couple of mile at race pace, go at race pace. Or do you know what? Go a wee bit slower than race pace. Just show yourself that you can. Um, and yeah, like I said, I think this is gonna help you a lot on race day. So, um, again, thanks for listening. We are now Wednesday. Um, I'll after I do my little bit of race pace stuff on Friday, I'll check in with you guys. Um, actually, no, I think I'm doing the race pace stuff tomorrow. Friday's just going to be an easy 45 minutes, and then Saturday is an easy probably 20 to 30 minutes. Um, I think in Dublin, I think I'm going to travel um, to the hotel on Friday night. Um, I, I was I was hoping to stay at home a bit longer, um, but I think it's in my best interest to not have too much to do on Saturday, except for lounge around the hotel and um, let the body come to a rest and... and get as much food and and psychological energy stored as possible for the big day um one last thing um as exciting as it's going to be and as fun it's going to be it's going to get to the point in the race where you really start to question what you're doing mentally physically and you got to be ready for that um you know so if you're if you're living in fucking dream world right now and you think it's not going to get really really tough I would advise you very seriously to understand that this is this, this could be harder than anything you've ever gone through before. Um, Olive Lachnan, race walker, world medalist, spoke to us at European Cross Country. And she says, you'd think when I won my world medal, I just had one of those days where it just was easy and nothing hurt me. She said it was the hardest race she's ever done in her life. All the fitness meant was that she could push harder when it got tough. So know that. If you want Sunday to be different, stick to your race plan, 
don't let emotions come into the equation. And when it starts, when shit starts to hit the fan, that's when you've really got to drive on. When when shit starts to hit the fan, you, you got to just decide. I think one one thing I would say is a good way to look at it is to realize that things can't really get any worse at that point. You know, if you're psychologically doubting yourself, if your body's physically starting to break down, I would just let myself know it can't really get any worse than this. And I'm still going. So, you know, maybe it'll actually get a bit better. And, you know, it's hard to visualize like positive things and it's hard to do like positive self-talk. But I find that like, I don't live in that positive mind frame. Like I just get negative. My body starts to want to give up, et cetera, et cetera. But for some reason, I fucking just keep going. <laughs> you know, it, 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 I don't live in a fucking dream. I don't like, I'm not running along like uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You know, it's not all sunshine rainbows and chocolate fucking waterfalls. I'm dying. <laughs> you know, I'm dying on the inside. I'm physically doubting myself. I'm mentally doubting myself and I'm physically hurting. But for some fucking reason, I just happen to keep going. And, and I guess that, that, that's the lion. That's the fucking animal. It's not, it's not being in a really good place the whole way, 26 miles of like fucking rainbow world. The lion is that even when shit hits the fan hard, I just keep fucking going. And that's what you got to start doing and, and, and understanding and giving yourself recognition and credit for. Um, so, all right, guys, um, catch you soon. I'm going to go sit with my laptop and do my own race plan um, and have a coffee. I had this absolutely delicious case on that latte yesterday. It was golden. Um and I I think I felt I think I'm feeling shit because I cut carbs down the last couple of days. I've just felt dreadful running the last two days. Um, but I think it's just a lack of carbohydrates. Um, um I I had scrambled eggs there for breakfast and I'll have my coffee now and I might ah no I'm not gonna even bother treating myself to uh I usually get a ham and cheese or toasty. Um, and a sausage roll, but I might go for the sausage roll and not the ham and cheese because I guess there's less carbs in that. Um, but yeah, look, it's it's tomorrow I think is when I start to sort of reintroduce carbs back into my life, and I'm looking forward to that. I don't do a massive like carb depletion or anything like that, but I definitely cut them down a wee bit. Um, and then when I stand on the scales, they're good to me. But actually, when you stand on the scales, it's just that you're dehydrated. Um, because not dehydrated, but carbs. When you store energy and glycogen, water binds to the carbs. So it's the minute that you start eating carbs again, the weight's just gonna go back up. So um, don't get too excited. But anyway, have a good one and take care. Be safe. Be smart. Discipline. Start to nail into your psychology, your race plan, and good luck.